Let's talk about Lego. Lego is fun. I was a huge Lego fan growing up. I had not... well, no, I think I had a lot of Lego. I mean, Lego was the only thing I wanted growing up. As a kid, very early in life, Star Wars minifigures, and, and then it just switched over to Lego. And Lego, at the time, was quite basic. There was space, there was city, and there was castle. That's what you had to choose from at that time. There, I think around, around the latter portion of my Lego endeavors, there were pirates as well. But it was, it was just, it was the basic components of whatever you wanted. And so through Lego, I was able to uh, re-implement Star Wars. So I didn't need the Star Wars minifigures so much anymore. I could just do everything in Lego. So I really switched over to Lego full time as a kid. And uh, I got as much Lego as as I as my parents were were willing to to spend on it, I guess. And as an adult, I have learned a couple of things about um, my interest in Lego. One, it hasn't really waned. Two, but it's not strong enough that I want to spend a lot of money on it. And three, you don't really think about how much space Lego takes up when you're a kid and your entire you know, you have your room, and and you can just fill your room with Lego boxes. Like, there's not, there's no competing, there's nothing competing for space. Whereas, as an adult, you know, there's computer stuff, there's board game stuff, there's clothes, and books, and just all the things that you need as an adult to sort of either keep yourself entertained or refer to stuff for work, or, or whatever it might be. So as an adult who's interested in Lego, I thought to myself, I wonder what options there are for virtual Lego in open source. So I started looking into it. This is like a year or two years ago. And I have found several options. Uh, three, actually. Three really good options that I that I personally enjoy. Well, no. One option that I really, really enjoy. A second option that I appreciate. And then a third option that's just kind of fun kind of silly. And that's what this episode is going to be about. I want to talk about the the three ways I know that you can emulate Lego on your computer. None of these are included with Slackware, which is why I didn't do the standard intro of how we're going to go through all the packages in Slackware. This is a this is just this is something I'm talking about because of because, because I'm interested in it. So, the um I'll, I'll go I'll save the best one for last. So this one, the first one is the one that I appreciate. This one is a, this is an important Lego project, a virtual Lego project. Like this is the, this is the serious one. And I, I, I'm going to say it's serious, but I, I'm implying that maybe it's maybe a little too serious. In other words, there's complexity here, which, you know, if you're, if you're documenting a cool Lego model that you've designed and built, you want to document for yourself how, how to build that thing again. This is the application for you. This is what you should be using for that. You can make your own instruction booklets, essentially, with, with step-by-step demonstrations of how a model fits together with this tool. It's a, it's a, and, and yeah, you, you'll see. So it's called LeoCAD, L-E-O-C-A-D. So right there, you know, it's serious, right? They use the, 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 the term CAD. So this is a CAD application technically, but all of the components that it provides you are Lego bricks. This is a cross-platform application. So you can use this on any computer that you please. 
and it's um, relatively easy to use. To be honest, for 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 the complexity that it offers, I I it's actually pretty approachable. You select a color in a palette. You know, it comes up. It's a GUI application. There's a big window where you build your model, and then there's a, a bunch of dialog uh, windows or, or palettes on the on the right hand side, like little dockable. Uh, sections and you select the color that you want and then you find the brick that you want in the little menu or the you know it's it shows you all the bricks right you scroll until you find the one that you want select the color and then you drag the brick from the from the palette from the little bin into your build section your canvas and they even snap together to try to help you find sort of like the right, you know, spot to to get those two bricks together. Each brick has handles when you click on it, so you can move them around. And when you're finished, you can render an image of your model, a a nice pretty 3D image of of what you've built. It really does not get a whole lot easier than that, uh, and it is an open source application. There is some, uh, some setup required, and I will go through what it takes to set this up. So obviously you need the application itself, LeoCAD. You can download that. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. That's pretty straightforward. You can get a library of pretty much all the Lego pieces ever created from an open source project called LDRAW. L-D-R-A-W. LDRAW. Like Lego Draw, but LDRAW. It's an open standard LDRAW is an open standard for LEGO CAD, which includes consistent measurements and relative dimensions uh, and a simple sort of a, almost a programming language for how bricks are or, are oriented. So as a part of LDRAW's work in defining the bricks, the, the LDRAW community has provided 3D models of each brick. So that's what you can download. The thousands of brick definitions. So these are your virtual Legos. You can download thousands of them or, you know, all a bundle containing, a you know, thousands of bricks, uh, of brick types. It's about 42 megabytes. So it is, you know, it's kind of big to be honest, but it's not, it's not really. I mean, like I say, literally thousands of brick definitions there. I mean, if you had it as a kid or you have it as an adult on your desk and you think, I want that piece, it exists in this library, I'll bet you. So installing your your brick library is dependent upon your system. Usually on Linux, you put it into slash USR slash share slash LDRAW. On other systems, it, it, it could vary as to where sort of LeoCAD expects to find them. But on Linux and on BSD, that's where LeoCAD expects to find the the brick definitions. User share LDRAW. So the LDRAW download provides just specifications like it it, it's it doesn't it's not a it isn't like a a 3d it is a 3d model but i mean when you're download it's just a bunch of text files and for instance like it's got a a very specific syntax and you'll you'll see what the syntax is like you could look you can look at them you look at these these they're plain text so like a one by one brick is is just like maybe i don't know 10 lines of, of text, maybe maybe 20 at the most. And and a good six of those are just the header information. It's just the information about, okay, this it's this kind of brick. This is the official name. This is the author of this file. This is when it was last updated. Here's the license. That's it of five lines. Uh, and then you've got the 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 CAD definition and I mean it, it it's literally it's just like one sixteen zero twenty four zero 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 six zero 
negative 20, 0, negative 6, 0, 0, box 5, dot, dat, 4, 16, 10, 24, negative 10, 6, 24, negative 6, 6, 2, 4, 6, 10, 24, 10, and so on. It just goes on like that. Um, it, it, it looks like nonsense. It looks like just a bunch of numbers, but, um, it's actually, there, there is, there's, there's meaning to all of that, and, and there is actually a syntax that you can, that, that, that kind of makes that make sense if you need it to, to make sense to you, but it doesn't really have to make sense to you. You're not going to interact with these files. What you're really going to do is start up LeoCAD, that's the GUI application, it looks in user share LDRAW for bricks, it finds them, and then you you build your model. As I say, it is literally just dragging and dropping. You can drag a brick from the, the the little panel with bricks in it into your canvas, and then snap them together, make them into a different color, whatever. Build your build your your model. It has it has the capability of creating sort of sub documents within your your bigger documents. So if you are doing like a a build manual so that you can replicate a model that you have designed you can do it over you know one two three eight different steps 24 different steps however long it takes you to 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 build that model and and clearly with clear steps you know clear diffs between the steps uh so you can do that or if you're just you just want to play with legos and just want to build something cool but want to do it virtually you can do that now as you work you're looking at an instant render it, it is not it's not one of those 90s style wireframes i mean you're looking at the bricks in the color that you have selected them you know you, you select red drag out a, a a brick it's red pop it on top of another brick and now you've connected the red brick to whatever to the beige brick uh, gray, I guess that is. So, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's the, the typical, or I say typical, I mean, it is, it's a 3D application, but, but it is, it's relatively easy to use, I think. I find it relatively easy to use. There, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard, I guess, to, to know what people's tolerance are for, for, um, for these things, but it, it is pretty easy. The install is super easy, too. I, I forgot to mention it's an app image, so you don't even have to install it, really. You just, you just grab it and start running it. But anyway, one, so while you're building, you see everything as, as it ought to appear. Now, it's against sort of a dull gray background, and, and you, you are in a, in an editing application. So if you want to get this out of the editor, and sort of get a nice, a nice uh, sort of a screenshot of it, as it were. Well, it's a render. You go to File, Render, and tell it how big you want it. Of course, this is all, this is CAD, so it's vector-based, so you can make it as big as you want. You know, you can make it 4,000 by 2,300 pixels if you want. It doesn't matter. And then it'll save that uh, image out to your hard drive uh, of, of your model. So, very easy to use. Kind of instant gratification. The only reason... I say it's kind of instant gratification. It's be, it, there is a complexity here. There's a sense of complexity here. I mean, not it's not necessarily that it insists upon complexity. It's just you are in a complex environment. And when you just want a two-by-two two brick, then maybe having to search through all the possible two-by-two-like entities, maybe that can be overwhelming. It is very, very true to the Lego the Lego company's uh, stock. Like, if the Lego brand company brick manufacturer, if, they, if they've released a brick, then, then this, the LDRAW has it, and, and you will, for better or for worse, have to search through it. You'll have to overlook it. 
in order to find that one brick that you actually want. So that's fine, but at the same time, it is there is complexity there. There's a lot of stuff to get through, and that's just the bricks. I mean, the color palette, there's a lot of colors there. The menus, there's a lot in the menus. The toolbars, there are a lot of buttons in the toolbars. It is a complex environment. You have to learn what to filter out and and what kind of like what where your tolerance is for 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 what how much complexity you want to sort of what 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 you're signing up for if that makes sense. So that's LeoCAD and yeah, it's 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 nice. It is easy ish and nice. It is very nice. Now, interestingly, you can do all of this by hand as well. Like, you don't need a GUI, if you can believe that. Um, there is, you can, you can use a, just a renderer and a custom file definition of what brick you want to use based on the LDRAW brick definitions. So there's this other application. So, that was the LeoCAD section, right? That's over now. Done. We're on to an, a different application now. We are still using LDRAW, which again, those are the brick definitions. We're just not using an application. Well, we are, but it's not, it, it's something different. It's not, it's not the thing we were using. There's this other thing called LDView and like LDRAW view, LDView. And all it is, is a renderer. It is not a CAD application. It is just a renderer, and it is designed specifically to render .ldr files, which are uh, the the LDRAW part, the uh, CAD files. So LDView is just a command, and it will produce just like Pauvray or uh, LuxRender or uh, not not Manuka uh, Mitsuba. It, it 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 can take text and turn it into a 3D model. Okay, so here's a super simple text file that produces a single one by, uh, one by, no, sorry, two by four, a single two by four brick. Okay, so it's going to be four lines of text. First line, zero, name colon, mybrick.ldr. Zero, space, author colon, Klaatu. Zero, space, no, actually, I'm sorry, so actually, um, it's only three lines. So the next line will be one space one zero 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 one zero one zero negative one zero zero and then the name of the file that we want to render, which is or the part we want to use for this for what we've just defined. Then that's three thousand and one dot dat three zero zero one dot dat. So what what that said was that I want to create a a, a brick. I want to render a brick at 0x, 0y, and 0z axis, so smack dab in the middle, and then the 001 and the 10, 010 and the negative 100, I believe is the uh, color index, which is blue, and the, what's the other stuff? It's uh, like the rotation. So this is just a flat brick. It's just, it's sort of more or less sitting on a table in front of you. Like it's it's not going to be turned on its side. It's not going to be at an angle. I mean, it will be at an angle, but but it's just, that's sort of the, the default position of a brick. And then you can render that with LDView. LDView, mybrick.ldr. Give it a moment. It'll pop up a little window that displays a little blue, a uh, two by four blue brick which is part number 
3001. The CLR color index is 1, so uh, it's blue, and then it's at 0x, 0y, 0z, and then the, the rotation is, uh, is a matrix transform so it's 0, 0, 001, 0, 1, 0, negative 1, 0, 0. Now, if you want to add another brick to, 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 that, to that file, you can do that. You just add a new line, and you could do like uh, 1, 2. That would be a green brick instead of blue. 0, 24, Y. Uh, or, you know, 0, 24, 0. So that's X of 0, Y, 24, Z, 0. And then negative 1, 0, 0, 0, 1, 0, 0, 0, negative 1, 3001, dot, dot. And so now you've got two bricks that are connected to one another, and uh, one is... Uh, sort of facing one has the two two studs on the on the west and the other one has two studs on the north and south so they're they're perpendicular yeah perpendicular to to one another it can be tricky to align bricks with text and you have to understand this concept of called ldu which I guess is an L-draw unit. So it says, uh, L-draw unit says that a 1 by 1 brick is 20 LDU in width and 20 LDU in length. So one stud, essentially, or, or a brick that contains one stud, is 20 by 20. So if you've got a 2 by 4 brick, then you know that you need to increment its position in in LDU units of of 20. You can do sequences as well with LDView. They're called steps. A zero space step creates a new step in a sort of a, a sequence of... So again, you could, in theory, do a whole set of um, instructions just with, with out of text. No GUI involved. How cool is that? Believe it or not, you can do yet more with um, with these things. I mean, these are just... These are, these are 3D definitions. So amazingly, you can actually uh, create renders of your Legos with POV Ray, POV Ray. Like, th- there's a lot of flexibility here, uh, and there's there's a lot more sort of tooling around this than you might imagine at first. Um, there's there's yet another there's a there's a a book project like it'll help you like really really create a a book style layout called LPUB 3D and that helps you do an instruction booklet that's laid out like an instruction booklet you know it's got the numbers it's got all the notation available I've never tried to print from there so I don't know how easy that is like I don't know how how aware of paper sizes it is and that sort of thing but it is good it's good it, you could you can make a little manual just like you get from a, a Lego box with this tool. So that's three options right there. LD, no, well, LDraw you're going to want. If, if you're using any of these options, LDraw is a must. You you need LDraw. And then you've got LeoCAD, you got LD View, and LPUB 3D. Three really good options for for doing stuff on your computer. So I, I was only thinking of L of LeoCAD and LD View initially. I, I kind of threw LPUB 3D in there because um, I, I feel like LPUB 3D is probably a little bit superfluous. I mean, it isn't really, but I in my mind I think LeoCAD and LPUB 3D are more or less i think they kind of fill the same the same requirement uh and i think leocad is is that's the one i kind of have defaulted to ld view i said it was silly i don't know if it's silly i mean it's good to have but 
I, I think it would be difficult to really play with Lego bricks with LD view, unless you just really have a non-visual mind. Like, you know, while, while playing with bricks, you're, you're thinking of how many LDU spaces that brick is set off of, of this other one. I don't know. I feel like that would be pretty tough, but I mean, it's there, it's available. If you want to, if you want to mess around with it, it is there. So that that's that's an option. Well, let's go get a cup of coffee and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what is technically my favorite option. Okay, we're back, and I've got a cup of coffee. I'm back. I'm back with Jed's coffee again. Um, I just decided to throw some into a stovetop espresso maker and made myself uh, an americano. It is quite dark. It really is. It's a dark roast. Um, it's only a four on Jed's scale, with one being, I guess, the least dark, five being the most dark. This is only a four. It is really dark, but it tastes so good. It really does. It It's a really nice, proper sort of espresso flavor, you know? Like, yeah, it's really good. So that's what I'm drinking as I play around with Lego on my computer. So the th- this is the, the f- this is the fun one. Like, LPUB 3D, LeoCAD, LDView. Um, they're very serious. Like, they, they will, they will, they are very precise. They, they are emulating Lego on your computer in a CAD environment. Now imagine something more like, um, more like a video game, I guess. Although I haven't, I know that low poly video games are popular, like Minecraft and things like that, I guess. Um, maybe that's the only one, I don't know. Um, but I've never played them, so I don't know, I don't know what to, to, to make this, to compare this to. But, I, I will say it's a little bit more, let's just say, like a video game, except that's not at all a game. It's but it but it, it's a fun application with the sole purpose of making of drawing three D models with low poly, uh, well voxels. Voxel is this term. I don't know where it came from, really, but it's 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 this concept of instead of pixels, let's talk about voxels and voxels will are, are these the, the 3d version of sort of a pixel so this application is called goxel g-o-x-e-l goxel you can install it as a flat pack that's the super easy way to install this goxel is a simple little application you launch it and you're in an empty uh, room let's say or I like to think of it almost as a a plastic box, like almost an aquarium or something. And you can't see, you can see the back wall, but you can't see the, or the, yeah, you can see some of the back walls, but you don't see the, the walls in front of you, whichever walls those are. Um, so you can kind of imagine it as if though you're looking at a plastic container and you see the back edges of that because of light reflections and stuff. And the two in front don't, you don't really see. But now your job is to fill that, 
container up with with Lego bricks, except they're not Lego bricks. So this project doesn't use LDRAW or anything like that. It is, it's just going to give you really low, low poly count. So like not very smooth, but like very boxy kinds of um, paint brushes almost where you can, you, you can add shapes and on the left hand of the application, you see a couple of different shapes being defined. It looks superficially almost a little like Blender, but in a good way if Blender scares you. Um, this is a this is a very friendly application. Yes, it can be complex. Anything in 3D space, ultimately, is a little complex. But all you have to do, really, is click on the uh, little pencil tool or whatever it is, like the, the, the pen tool, whatever, on the left, choose a, um, a shape, and then click on the canvas. And just like a paint application, you're drawing. You're drawing in big, chunky pixels. So if you can, if, if you imagine like a pixel art application, like MT Paint or something, which I've talked about before, because that is installed on Slackware, I think, isn't it? Sure it is. Um, so you, if you think of a pixel painting application, you, that's all this is, except instead of just flat two-dimensional colors, you, you're, you're, you're popping in like 3D, again, voxels. They're not pixels, but they're, they're voxels. And that means that if you rotate your view, which you can do pretty easily in, in Goxel, then you'll see another aspect of that of that voxel and it looks to you like you're building a picture out of 3d shapes you'll never get like a smooth uh, like a, a smooth rounded edge on anything like your drawing is gonna look uh, like lego bricks because it's got it everything is a square everything's a you know a cube actually and and that's what you have. Those are the tools you have. But you've got lots of different colors, and and you can and you'll you you kind of get the 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 feel for it eventually. I think um, it is it is tricky sometimes because when you when you're drawing with with Goxel, sometimes you will you will see a, a, a point in space, and you'll think I'm going to put a brick there, and then you click, and it turns out that the point in space that you're looking at isn't isn't where your mouse is going it looks like it is in a 2d plane but actually you're farther back or farther forward than what you thought so it becomes um a real a real um point of of importance for you to rotate your drawing frequently which you know i mean like if you think about pottery that's kind of what pottery does you know you put a lump of clay on a wheel on a spinning table and and then you you form the 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 thing that you're creating and i know part of that is the centrifugal force helping you um sort of mold the clay and stuff but i mean that's also so that you you are you are constantly designing every side of the thing that you are designing i i, I guess i've never done pottery but you know like on ghost it sure looks like that so in goxel you do want to rotate a lot and there is a little trick to goxel too that's really really nice um, there is a planar marker on in, in Goxel, and essentially you can put up sort of an invisible wall, and it's in the tool, it's in the tool section. It looks like a, a square, not a cube, but a square, like a blue square. It's like a force field. So you can put this force field up so that even though your your canvas, your your little container that you're filling up with Lego bricks, goes, I don't know, 48 voxels back you know 
Right now, you're working on line 36. So you put a force field right after line 46, and now your, your, your pencil, your pen tool, can't go through the force field. So you can build up like whatever structure you want to build up against that force field. And then you move the force field further, and then you build up again. So in, in other words, you're almost, you're building Lego sort of in columns. And, and that helps a lot because that way the, the point in space that you're targeting really is the point in space that you're targeting because there's a force field back there that won't let your pen accidentally go further than what your eyes think, where, where your eyes think it's going. So that's a nice feature. I would say that of all the, like, if you want to play Lego on a computer, Goxel is great. But if you want to also, if you want to learn sort of like how to deal with 3D space on a two-dimensional surface, like a computer screen, Goxel is also great because it has some of these little weird helper tools like that, like the force field planar marker thing. Like that'll really help you get used to the, the idea that that on a 2D space, your, your mouse might appear that you've moved it back along the x-axis, but what you've really done is you've moved it along your y-axis. You haven't gone anywhere on the x-axis. You're on a 2D space. There's no depth there. So yeah, it, it helps you figure out sort of how to navigate 3D space and, and what it means when, you're, when your 3D space is at a certain angle, what that means for your 2D controls. And, and there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of different things that you can, you can do to, to help yourself find, you know, kind of find your place within that 3D space. You've got little virtual cameras that you can position different, in different places so you can look at it, you know, sort of from the top down, you can, you can rotate it, and so on. So uh, of all the 3D spaces on a computer that you could have to navigate, uh, Goxel is one of the nicer ones. I think. And and that's what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a really simple application. It is not going to, like I say, it, it's not using LDRAW. So, you know, if if you're thinking, oh, I really want that rounded brick from from that one space set I had as a kid, like, you're not going to find it in Goxel. That's not what it's trying to do. The The simile of 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 it being like Lego is entirely mine. They do not call themselves a Lego emulator. They don't consider themselves a, a, at all. They aren't related to Lego. I don't even think they really consider themselves as a, a brick uh, engine. They're they're really a drawing engine, and and I'm. I'm saying that functionally, while you're using it, if you tell yourself that those are Lego bricks on the screen, then you can pretend like those are Lego bricks. There are no, like, you know, they don't have, like, little studs on them or anything like that. They're just voxels. They're just big, chunky, three-dimensional pixels that you're, you're painting with. But it's a heck of a lot of fun, and it does feel a lot like Lego because of just the, the similarity between a big chunky 3D pixel and a big chunky brick. Those are, are those are pretty similar sort of conceptually. So you'll feel like you're playing with Lego. Really, you're playing with voxels in an application called Goxel. It's a great, great application. You should try it. And yeah, there, there are, you know, different colors and things like that. So you can, you can absolutely make some of the nicest, like sort of just 3D, you know, low poly count images. It's just, it's really, there's a, there's a beauty to it, I think. I think one of the, the most beautiful aspects about it, in a way, is that it, it forces um, a, a certain amount of of well minimalism certainly but 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 also just sort of deconstructionism um 
You know, like you want to render, I don't know, um, a, a, a mountain, a mountain scene, right? You want to do the mountains with a, a nice green field in the front and at the, on the peak of the mountains, you want snow, snow, snow caps on the mountain. Well, you, you've got a cube. That's your paintbrush. And so you do this, this illustration and it looks, it looks, you know, like cubes. It looks like pixel art, except it's 3D. And it's really beautiful because of that sort of, you had to make, you had to break down some complex shapes into the nearest thing you can approximate with a big chunky cube. There's a certain beauty to that. So I don't know. I think, I think in the end, you can come up with some really beautiful and sometimes surprising images that you'll think that you, you know, you may not have even known that you could have, that you were capable of producing that because in your mind, or at least in my mind, a lot of times when I think, okay, I'm going to produce some image on a computer, the thing that happens is not anything close to what was in my head. And on Goxel, it's a guarantee. It will not be anything close to what's in your head unless you picture the entire world as a Lego set. But you know, if you're thinking, I'm going to do an outer space scene, well, get ready for some really not very round planets, you know? Like, like as a kid, like, I had to make, uh, yeah, I didn't have to do anything, but I, I, I would make, like, I, I wanted to make a hot air balloon once, and, and I just did it out of bricks. I mean, not a real hot air balloon for, for my Lego uh, minifigs. Uh, and you know, you just do it out of bricks, right? And so like there, you don't have, like there's, you don't have as a kid, especially you don't have limitless supply of like perfectly rounded, uh, you know, edge uh, bricks with, with round edges. And even then, I don't even know if that's, I don't, I'm not even sure that they have that many. I don't think that would be possible. So in other words, you make it and, and it's just, it's stair steps, you know, (laughs) like just, that's not a that's not really a round thing but you make it into a round thing and in goxel it's the same way you want to do uh, i don't know a planet hot air balloon floating in the sky you can do that in goxel and it's 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 beautiful because it's because it forces you to be minimal but it's also in 3D and so it has that sort of added magic to it you know you can do your little hot air balloon in goxel and it'll be floating in the goxel sky and you'll think oh my gosh how are those lego bricks suspended in midair like that well it's because they're not lego and it's not really the air it's simulation on your computer but it looks gorgeous if you're into that kind of thing if not then you know it might just look ugly and too pixely and not fun but but i like it so goxel low barrier to entry a really fun application, and it, it's just an easy application. You, you use it for an hour, and you've learned everything about it. Maybe not everything. There's a cool laser tool you should check out, some advanced features. But generally speaking, you, you'll use it for like a day, and then you will know everything about it. And then you'll just be able to open it up whenever you want and build Lego. It's a lot of fun. Try it out if you're into Lego. Uh, and like I say, for Goxel, even if you're not into Lego, try it out. Because it it's a great way to just kind of learn things. 3D space on a 2D surface, really. It, it has some of the best tools for navigating 3D space on a two-dimensional surface. It's really, really nice. They've got some really progressive ideas going on there. So check that application out. Like I say, it's on flathub.org. Uh, if you're running Flatpak on Slackware, it's super easy. Flatpak install blah dot blah dot goxel. Or if you're not on Slackware and you have Flatpak in your software uh, store, like if you're on Fedora or something, or Ubuntu, or, or anything that uses a software center, uh, just search for Goxel, and it'll probably be there. Really easy. That's it. That's all the LEGO topics that I have today. 
more or less. I mean, there there's actually more, but those are the, that's the good stuff. That's the best stuff. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. My name is Klaatu. You can reach me anytime over email with feedback or comments, tips, or just to say hi. My email address is klaatu at slackermedia.info. You can also reach me on the Mastodon network, not klaatu, at mastodon.xyz. The show's intro and outro music is by Fat Chance Lester. You can find their music on bandcamp.com or on gnuworldorder.info in the archive you'll find a music directory containing the album from which this music has been extracted until next time thanks for listening and keep the source open